Okay, okay, okay. Um, I've been sitting here for about an hour now, just waiting to hit record <laughs> so I can start this episode. Um, I'm out of bed. If you tuned in to the sleepy solo episode, I appreciate it. I, I honestly, I thought about deleting it multiple times after I posted it. It's just so ridiculous. You know, I could have got out of bed. I could have I could have found microphones. I could have not done a podcast in bed on my phone. Um and I sound ridiculous and there's a couple of times where like I I I feel like I was like breathing <laughs> into the phone weird. I don't know. Hopefully it came out okay. But I I thought about deleting it and I didn't. Um so if you listened to that, thank you. This one will be a bit more professional, um, but it's just been what a what a day, what a what a cup couple of weeks. I feel like the last week's solo was more of like a about the news and stuff, um, not so much about like what's been going on with me. And you know, let's be honest. Sometimes I do this podcast so I can just talk about myself. Um, but I just, I have so much shit going on and I got some crazy news literally hours ago, um, that I can't, of course, again, can't talk about, not yet at least, hopefully very soon though. If everything, you know, I'll find out as soon as I could talk about it and, um, I can't wait to talk about it. It's very exciting stuff. But let's not talk about things you can't talk about, Rob. Um, I don't know how far I want to go back. I have notes from stuff that happened like three weeks ago. And it's like I have the notes because I wanted to talk about it. But, you know, it's so long ago. (laughs) My brain. Oh God, I didn't start a timer. I didn't start start a timer either. Let's start that so I know how long I'm rambling for. Um, sorry, I don't mean to like sniff into the microphone. I notice I do that sometimes. I'll try not to do that. Okay. Um, I don't know. We're. I don't. I don't want to go too far back because what's the point? Um. You guys don't need to hear about the random warehouse rave that I went to um, in downtown Phoenix four weeks ago, do you? (laughs) My buddy, like, okay, real quick. This will be a short one. Uh, There's a a dive bar that I used to go to in my neighborhood. It's been mentioned on the podcast. I'm going to leave it out this time because I don't know what I'm allowed to say, (laughs) what I'm not allowed to say. Um, but there's a dive bar that I used to go to all the time, became very friendly, uh, with one of the bartenders. So we'd hang out a lot, you know, whatever. And she now is a bartender for like this, like underground warehouse bar slash rave. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. Um, basically ran into her a few weeks ago. She goes, Hey, uh, take this number down, we shoot out a mass text randomly, 
and we, we started doing these. I'm a, I started bartending at these like, it's not a rave. I don't know. I've never been to a rave. It didn't feel like a rave. But maybe what I'm describing is, I don't know. I'm an old man. <laughs> but anyway, she goes, take this number down. I'll text you. When you get the text, there'll be an address, whatever. I'm with a buddy. We're watching UFC fights, which by watching, I mean, I'm like making fun of their their outfits. <laughs> and my friends are like yelling at me to stop talking. Um, but we're watching UFC fights and having beers and whatever. And my buddy gets the text and he's like, hey, man, do you want to go to this thing? Um, you know, it's in sketchy ass Phoenix. You know, it's it was not I don't even remember where it was exactly. I don't think I'm supposed to say either way, <laughs> but let's just say we had to cross some train tracks. <laughs> uh, it was an abandoned building. The bathrooms looked like people were murdered in them. Um, and then, it, yeah, it was just like this giant warehouse in the middle of nowhere, downtown Phoenix. And it's like three separate rooms with like, you know, just dudes blasting music, DJ music. I again, I'm a thousand years old. DJ music. I don't know what you call it. It was ridiculous. Anyway, I made a note in my phone, like, maybe talk about that. That could be a thing for the podcast. It was ridiculous. Um, very strange. You know, there was definitely, like, you know, it, it wasn't like, there was people running it. You know, there's a door guy. There, I think they checked our IDs. Uh, at some point, it was like 40 bucks to, ahead to get in. I don't know how we got past that. I think... I don't know. But, you know, they're selling booze still 5 in the morning. I think that's why I'm not supposed to talk about it too much. Is because everything's illegal. <laughs> I don't think they had a liquor license. I don't think anyone owns the place they did it at. Um, but anyway, it was very interesting. I, <laughs> I, of course, had to, like, get an Uber home at the end of the night. And the, my Uber driver is like this like 19-year-old sweet little white girl. And she's like, what is going on down here? Just like so confused and, and a little sketched out. And I'm like, I don't even know. I don't know what to tell you. Just please take me home. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think the, the, the part that was interesting to me more than anything was that nobody was on their phones. Is that just like, is that what raves are? Is that like hanging out and not looking at your phone? <coughs> oh, Lordy, I'm so sorry. Hopefully not a lot of that. It just like, I would just be standing there, you know, sipping my well, random cocktail that was made for me and just like watching. It was great for people watching. I will say that. Great for people watching. Um, but nobody was on their phones. Nobody. Everybody's like dancing and talking and just having fun. It was very strange to be in a room with like that many people. And they're younger people. Again, I'm like a thousand years old at this point. It felt like I was, you know, maybe the oldest person there. But anyway, catch me at your local downtown rave past the train tracks. Um, okay, so let's get into some real stuff. Um, like the format coming back. 
Oh, my God. The format. Hopefully you're familiar. Uh, I know people my age listen to the podcast. I know I've got a lot of younger listeners. You might know uh, fun more than you know the format. But Nate from Fun is originally from a band called The Format. I'm sure you heard of something about them this week because they came back for a reunion tour. I don't know if you call it a tour. They're doing Chicago, New York, and Arizona. Um, let me just start off by saying people knew before I knew. I'm not trying to be like I knew before everyone. I'm not tr- trying to be that guy. But again, I work in this business. You find out things before other people sometimes. You just do. And uh, I was being a fancy little bitch at brunch (laughs) with some friends. And uh, it was brought up that the format was getting back together and playing some shows and doing some stuff. They're going to Sam from the format was going to come down to the radio station and talk to Mo and do a thing. And maybe like a week 10 days before I found out, the format popped back up on Instagram and was like, hey, we're releasing this vinyl and some merch, like T-shirts and stuff. So I immediately bought a shirt. I was like, oh, my God, new merch from the format? Yes, please. Bought a shirt. Went downtown to the warehouse from Hello Merch, which is insane, by the way. They have an option, if you live in Phoenix, to not pay for shipping. So you you just go down to the warehouse and just pick up whatever you order. So, of course, I did that. Uh, Shout out to my friend Dylan. She's basically running the place over there, which is so cool um, because, you know, she just worked her ass off and is just killing it. But um, it was actually kind of awkward, too, when I saw her. She used to work at the radio station. So, you know, we were pals. We'd see each other at shows, whatever. And we're like having small talk while she's like digging through bins to find my T-shirt. And she's like, oh, so I saw you start a podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah. And instead of just being normal and being like, yeah, no, it's cool. Thanks. I have to immediately, I'm just like, oh, yeah, well, you know, it's, I've been doing it for over a year now. I couldn't just say thanks. I had to make it weird. But Dylan's great. And she was just like, oh, <laughs> any hoozle. Order some merch. Go check out that warehouse. It's insane. So I buy merch, and of course, we're at brunch. What am I going to do? I'm going to wear my new format T-shirt. As I'm wearing my newly purchased T-shirt, it's a long sleeve. Is that still a T-shirt? It's my long sleeve. I find out that all of this is happening. That they're going to play a show, and that they're going to do reunion stuff, and they're part of. They're going to come down to the radio station, and I'm like, I scared the table next to me. I was so loud and excited, and just things came out of me that I, I believe I frightened people around us. So we find that out, and of course, immediately, they're like, you can't fucking tell anybody. And I'm like, I, how do I keep that secret? I'm not good at secrets. I love a good secret, but I got to tell somebody. Part of the fun of a secret is, like, having the fact that, like, you and someone else know about a secret. So, I had to spend the next, I don't know, two weeks not telling anybody. 
And then slowly the format starts releasing more stuff and they're like making weird comments on Twitter and I'm sharing things. I'm excited about it. So then people start messaging me. Every time I post a thing on Instagram, like resharing a thing that they posted, somebody messages me and it's just like, what's going on? What do you know? What is, are they coming back? What are they playing a show? What's happening? And you know, if, if you're a format fan, you're most likely a hardcore fan at this point because it's been 12 years. So people need to know things and are getting not rude. We'll get to the rude part in a little bit here. But people are getting a little excited, a little intense. But I play it cool, you know, throw a couple of winky emoji faces, letting people know. I don't know. May I what I don't know. I don't know what I said. <laughs> I tried to play it cool. <clears throat> so that was insane. Obviously, they did like that. Oh, come watch the DVD of a show we did 9, 12 years ago or whatever it was. So people buy tickets for that. And then of course, it's not a what a viewing party of a DVD. It's the first ever show from the format in 12 years, and it's acoustic, and it's at the Hello Merch warehouse downtown, and I'm seeing people posting about it online, <clears throat> and I am at Pine Grove. Same night, literally same time. Now, my instinct is to sprint down to Hello Merch and try and just, you know, grease a guy at the door and be like, come on now. But I know the full plan of what the format's doing. And yes, it would have been very cool to be at that. But I'm very happy for all the people that were that were paying attention and, and were because that sold out real quick. So that's great. I'm very, you know, some I knew a couple of people that were there. Very exciting. But I'm at Pine Grove, and I think I mentioned it on the intro of the last podcast or whatever. I was very excited for Pine Grove. Um, bought a ticket as soon as they went on sale. Don't really have a lot of friends that listen to Pine Grove. <clears throat> so I was going by myself. Oh, God. I think I'm losing my voice. Let's just take some water here. Okay. I think we're going to be okay. I'm like too excited. I'm like all jacked up from dinner. I can't wait to talk about that. We'll get to that. (laughs) Not tonight, unfortunately, but some point. So I'm at Pine Grove. Very excited. Pine Grove, of course, incredible. So, 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 so good. Um, I'm sitting there. The show's about to start. All of a sudden, Dustin, my... Friend, co-worker, walks in, and I'm like, what the hell are you doing here? There was no discussion of Pine Grove. Turns out his buddy was in town also for Pine Grove because he works for the record label. They were having dinner. He said, Dustin, come check out Pine Grove. So now I'm like chatting with this guy. I forget his name. He was a very, very nice dude. Um... I think his name is Brian. Brian. Yeah. So Brian works with Pine Grove, so we're talking. I mention the format 
stuff going on, and he flips out. Apparently, he's a giant fan of the format, so I'm showing him videos, and he's like, let's get out of here. We gotta, let's go. Like We'll figure it out. And I'm like, it already happened. <laughs> I'm showing you videos of a, of a show that's over. Um, so it was cool, though, because we like, you know, talked about the format, and everyone was all excited. He knew what was going on. And then we watched Pine Grove, and they're incredible. And we're like talking, and I'm telling him, you know, ah, I've been listening to Pine Grove for only about a year. You know, I'm not trying to, I'm not going to lie to the man and be like, ah, oh, I'm their number one fan. I'm like, ah, I've been listening for, listening for about a year. I was very excited when I saw they were coming across the ballroom. So, what, of course, <clears throat> this strange life that I have somehow created for myself, he goes, oh, awesome. Well, I mean, let's go, let's go, you know, say what's up. So he takes us backstage. And I don't even know the dude's name, Oops, the, the singer of the band. But we go back there, and he's just sitting on his phone with his with his Bernie T-shirt on. Dude's a diehard. And again, we don't need to get too political on the podcast, but <coughs> if everything works out in you know the way I'd like it, we'll be I'll be voting for Bernie in the future. So it's exciting to see him kind of promoting it as well. And the whole band, I think, is very into, you know, they had a table set up for people to register to vote. And like I said, he's got his Bernie shirt on. And that was also the night of the Iowa caucus. So, and I think if you pay attention to politics at all, you know how much of a shit show that was. So he's like on his phone, stressing out, trying to figure out. He's on Twitter, trying to figure out what's going on with Bernie. But it's still very nice enough to put his phone down for a second and... We have a nice chat, talk about the band, talk about the show, and talk about Bernie and everything that's going on. And, you know, it just, like, it went from, like, me taking a Monday night off from work to, like, you know, I showed up late. I was just going to leave after they finished, go home, be home by 1030, whatever it is, and that was my night. But, of course, it turns into, oh, my God, the format is back. They're playing a show downtown. And... Now, Pine Grove, and now I'm hanging out with them, and it's just like, it was just, I don't, I, sometimes I just don't know what to think. <laughs> sometimes you, I just have these, you know, you go, you, you have an idea of what your night's going to be, and then it's nothing like that. It's a, you know, a thousand times cooler than you thought your night could ever be. You know, I don't expect, I, I, I didn't try and get a free ticket to the show. I bought a ticket to the show. I don't expect to just like... <laughs> meet record label dudes and then it happens sometimes whatever but usually when it's a band that like we don't play on the radio and like I'm just a fan of nothing that crazy ever happens so it was pretty exciting if you haven't checked out Pine Grove um, I I will play one of their songs at the end of this episode they're fantastic people were like calling them like country emo emo country I don't know how I feel about that, but you will you be the judge. I'm going to play some stuff for you, or, you know, I'll play a song at the end of this. Um, and then, of course, Sam, and then the next day after the format stuff and Pine Grove, the next day, Sam is at the radio station doing an interview with Mo about the reunion and the shows at the Van Buren. By the way, if you were buying tickets through whatever website and with the Van Buren, if you're one of the people... That like got on Twitter and like were getting angry at like the the Van Buren's Twitter account and their Instagram account and like saying shitty things. You suck. 
First of all, those are my friends that you're yelling at. People that I care about are managing those accounts and and were so stressed out and wanted to do the best job they could. Nobody. We know we understand where what the format means to Phoenix and Arizona, but nobody was really expecting it to be as insane as it was. So maybe next time, you know, look, we all get on Twitter sometimes or Instagram and like if we get bad service, you want to point it out and blah blah blah. You could point out maybe not the great service, but you don't have to be a dick about it. Again, these are people I care about, so try and be nice. <laughs> um, but anyway, Sam came to the radio station, and Mo was nice enough to let me sit in while she inter- interviewed him. And you know, I went downstairs and you know greeted him and brought him up to the studio for the interview. And of course, I had a million questions, but uh, the only thing I really asked him was. Because they hadn't mentioned anything, I was really interested in if they were going to have an opener for the show. And in typical fashion, uh, you know, he was just like typical fashion. Me and Sam, you know, it, we go way back. We've been friends now for nine days. But Sam is just like a, he's just like a really, really mellow, really chill dude. So when I ask him about openers, he's like, "Oh man, I don't even I don't even think we've even thought about it." <laughs> Like they were, they they were so consumed with the idea of just them playing a show again, that the idea of an opener didn't even pop into their head. And then he like goes on like this like long story about the different types of openers that they had in the past, and you know they used to hire magicians, and apparently Mike Berbiglia used to go out on tour with them, and you know he's a stand-up comedian. They would just do all this cool stuff, and he had this amazing story about playing a show at the Modified downtown and and finding this, like, opener from an article in the Phoenix New Times and just, like, it was, you know, just told some cool, cool stories. It was, it was a great, great moment. Um, you know, took photos afterwards. was just so, so cool. So, I don't know. The, all of that stuff was just insane. I'm still, like, trying to deal with everything. Uh, obviously, you know... Again, I'm a fan. I want to make sure I got some tickets, so it'll be fun. I can't wait to see them at the Van Buren. Um, Obviously, I would like to go to all three shows at the Van Buren, but I'm not going to be a pain in the dick and bug anybody. I'm happy I'm going to get to go to one. And if I only get, if you know, I I don't want to take away from somebody that that doesn't have a ticket, so whatever. Um, (coughs) I don't know where we're at here. All right. That's not so bad. Um, what else we got? Um, uh, um, oh, yeah, I've got some other music, too, that I want to share, but I'll share that later. Um, so, okay, a couple of, like, personal home things. First of all, there were javelinas and coyotes at the radio station the other day. Luckily, they were like baby javelinas, and like it was like a baby coyote. So they weren't like vicious or like scary. I don't know if you've ever seen a grown javelina, but they're fucking terrifying, and they're so mean. I used to work at a pizza place, and they would just like try and get into the dumpsters 
and they were vicious. We used to have to get into our cars and, like, drive our cars at them to scare them away. They would, like, come at you. I, I've been chased by javelinas more than one time in my life. And that's one too many. Let me tell you, they're fucking terrifying. Google javelina right now if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, You know, they're fucking terrifying. And then coyotes are scary too. But what's really fucked up is that there's been coyotes walking around. Now, I haven't seen them. Somebody in my building said they saw a coyote. I don't know if I believe them because they're kind of... I've, but I've, the only reason I, I, I kind of believe them is because I do hear them. It's been the past couple of weeks, I started hearing, you know, the fucking victories, which is, you know, the howls. When it's not like some made up thing, when a coyote kills something, it kills it obviously in a pack, and then they celebrate. And when you hear a bunch, so I started hearing like these, like, loud howlings of coyotes and I live by the Papago mountains. I live close to like patches of like chunks of land and you know where these animals are roaming, where these coyotes are killing at. So now I got to start fucking worrying about walking my dog at night and turning a corner and a fucking pack of coyotes are going to be there. Luckily, my apartment complex is big, and it's relatively busy, so, you know, I'm sure the coyotes will stay away, but I don't know. What's going to, what I, the next thing I need is, you know, I'm wearing shitty old flip-flops and a pair of, like, basketball shorts, and Arnold's, like, half asleep, and it's midnight. I got to throw Arnold over my shoulder and just start running? What if Arnold, like, wants to, like, start a fight? Arnold kind of looks like a coyote. Hopefully, if anything, his looks will save us, and they'll think he's, like, part of the pack. They'll think, like, maybe he's, like, trying to infiltrate, and they'll let us slide. But I don't know. I've been stressing, stressing about that. I really, I don't know what I would even do. Besides throw him over, throw Arnold over my shoulder and just fucking book it. Arnold's going to want to start a fight. He's got a fucking attitude. You heard him on the last episode. <laughs> so there's javelinas at work. There's fucking coyotes in my apartment complex. Hopefully they stay outside. Again, I haven't seen anything. There's this sketchy dude who just like sits on his porch and like plays Sudoku on his iPad and chain smoke cigarettes. And he mentioned it to me. I don't know why, but apparently he feels like we're friends. I give off that vibe, I guess. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm not thrilled that I give off that vibe, but I get it. I understand. So he's telling me he, see, he sees coyotes walking through the apartment complex or whatever. I haven't seen anything. Hopefully it doesn't happen. I don't know. But that's not even the worst part. The worst part is that I had to get my apartment bug bombed. I don't know if any of you guys listening have ever had to deal with that, but but it is a nightmare. You know what else is a nightmare? <clears throat> Your throat closing while you're trying to speak for a living. Okay, sorry. <clears throat> um, 
So I would say, I don't know, two weeks ago, I started noticing these like little bugs. And you know, whatever, it's cold, the weather's changing, it's rainy a little bit, whatever. I leave my sliding glass door open a lot to get air in. Bugs, things get in. We live in the desert. It's part of the deal. I didn't think too much of it. You know, I slammed them with my shoe, threw them in the trash can, called it a night. But then I started noticing them, like a couple of them in my dishwasher. And then like a couple of them, like if I didn't wipe down my counter and there were some crumbs, they'd start showing up for the crumbs. So I start getting a little nervous. And I go to my apartment complex, you know, the office, and I go, hey, I don't know. I'm starting to see some bugs. Maybe have somebody come down, spray the place. Let's just knock this out before it gets out of control. So some dude shows up, kind of a dingit, like just a like a very nice guy, but just like one of those dudes that I don't I don't know I don't know how to describe this guy. He he was like uh, I, I don't want to say dumb. That I feel like that's that's not he didn't he wasn't a stupid guy, but he was just kind of like aloof. Is that a good word? He just seemed like he smoked a lot of weed. <laughs> That's probably a good. He seemed like a giant stoner who gotten put in charge of like chemicals that could harm people. So anyway, the stoner McPothead fucking pest control man strolls into my apartment and starts setting up these like liquid trap things. He's like, yeah, whatever it is, we'll just set up a couple of traps. They'll eat, the, they'll eat whatever this is, and they'll die, and that'll be the end of it. He's like, you'll probably see a couple. They kind of come out of the woodwork after they die or they, they eat the stuff. It kind of makes them a little crazy. Just, you know, be prepared for that, and you should be fine. And uh, he moves my refrigerator and sp- is spraying some stuff behind my refrigerator, and he's like, oh, oh, oh boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. He goes, yeah, we were actually uh, we were actually up at your neighbor, uh, the people above you, uh, about a week ago. They had these things called uh, German beetles. Not a good thing. No, 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 no. Not not the bug you want to have. These are worse than cockroaches. These things will just will have babies and more babies and more babies, and they will live in your refrigerator. They'll live, and he's like telling me all this stuff, and I'm just like, God fucking shit. He's like, they'll live in your dishwasher. When, well, sure as shit, I, I was seeing them in my dishwasher. I didn't see any by my fridge, luckily, but of course they were behind it. I don't move my fridge. He goes, yeah, you're going to need to bomb this whole place. I'll spray. I'll kill the ones I see, he goes, but there's no way around it, man. He's like, we bombed your neighbor upstairs. Whatever we probably didn't kill just decided to come down to you. So he's telling me this like, you know, it's his job. Obviously, he's need to, he needs to tell me this stuff. But he's like kind of saying it with like a half stoner smile, giggle on his face. And I'm just like, mother of God, fuck me. So, of course, I've got a dog. Uh, I took Arnold's. I schedule, so I schedule an appointment. I go, great, whatever. Let's do it. We're going to bomb the apartment. Fine. Uh, of course, you got to go down to the office and sign your life away because 
They don't want to be responsible if you fucking die from these fumes. When they bomb the place, you're not allowed inside the apartment for four hours. So that's slightly terrifying. I don't, they're using, you know, these guys show up with masks on and they're like, don't go back in there. So I signed all the paperwork. We set up the appointment from a week for whatever that day that was. The day before, I have an appointment with the vet for Arnold's. Shout out, Arnold's. You guys are familiar. Uh, it was his yearly checkup. I can't believe I've had that dog for two years now. So wild. Uh, he's the coolest. I posted a picture on Instagram. He's the best. Uh, he's at home right now, just living the dream, hopefully not licking anything that had poisonous gas on it. But... We go to the vet, not thrilled. Arnold hates the vet. Uh, find out that he's got to start getting his teeth cleaned and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, but I asked the vet, I go, hey, I got to get my apartment bombed. What do you think? And he's like, yeah, I would say three days minimum before you bring the dog back, just in case. He's like, look, they say four hours, you're allowed to go back inside. But... You know, leftover chemicals could be on the ground, in the carpet, whatever. He might sniff it. I don't need Arnold snorting poison. So luckily, I have I have some, some people in my life that are very nice um, that were willing to take care of Arnold. And uh, he spent a couple of days with my mother, which was very nice of her. Um, so the two of them got to kick it while they bombed my apartment. And... Uh, Look, let me tell you, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. You know how this this is, I don't, I don't know who I was talking to, but you know how people say, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. You know that stupid saying? Yeah. This is one of those things where you're like, this is so awful. You kind of wish, but I don't, I don't, I, I don't get that saying. <laughs> Essentially what I'm getting at. I was talking to somebody and they were like, oh, sounds like something I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. It absolutely is. And it should be. This is something I would wish on my worst enemy. Because first of all, they're your worst enemy. I don't know why I'm going on a rant about this specifically. But that just bothered me. I was like, because it was, it was so awful that, yeah, I would love for my for my enemies. I don't have a lot. I've got a couple. I would love for this to happen to them because it's fucking awful. <laughs> but anyway, Arnold takes a quick little vacation. The guy shows up, bombs my apartment. I go to work. I come back nine hours later. <laughs> I figure they actually they showed up at like three o'clock. I got to be on the radio at, at seven. So there's my four hours right there. So I go, great. That'll just add on some time. I won't have to, you know, the place will air out, blah, blah, blah. I go back. Crack open my front door. Kind of smells a little chemically. Nothing crazy. I open up my sliding glass door to kind of, that's what they say, is like open up the windows to kind of air it out afterwards, at least for like another hour. And I walk into my kitchen, and it's just like a sea of dead bugs. Now, I'm not a bug person. I don't get, like, grossed out by bugs, but I'm not a big fan. I don't think most people are. But after this whole experience, 
I feel like I could be like one of those weird bug people now. I'm like so incredibly comfortable with bugs, not only because they were just everywhere, but when you walk into your kitchen and your kitchen floor is just a sea of fucking bugs on their back, just like some of them are just like still coughing up, you know, fumes. It was insane. It wasn't like, oh, I'll just sweep them up and, you know, pick them up with a... It wasn't like I could sweep them up and pick them up with like a paper towel with like one hand. No, no, no. I had to get my vacuum. (laughs) I had to get my fucking vacuum and vacuum up, I don't even know, hundreds of dead bugs. It was insane. And then, of course, it's the same thing. There's always a couple of leftovers that are fucking coughing like I am. So you got to kill all those. And then there's like, I've got carpet. So like, I'm like moving. I had to move my fridge back again. There's a ton of dead bugs under my fridge. Then you got to wipe down all the countertops just because you don't want any of the chemicals left over. It was every, every, I had to empty my entire kitchen. I had to empty my entire bathroom. I had to put everything in a closet. (coughs) Oh my God. Now that I'm coughing, I'm like, maybe I did breathe in some chemicals. Maybe that's what this is. Maybe it'll all be over soon. <clears throat> so, yeah. That was a nightmare. I don't, I don't recommend it. If if your lease is coming to an end and they tell you to, you have to bomb your apartment, just move. Don't do it. Don't fucking do it. It sucks. It's a pain in the ass. And honestly, I'm doing this on Sunday. I had my apartment bombed Thursday. I saw bugs today in my apartment. Now, again, there might still be some leftovers, and maybe I still will have the guys come one more time and set up a few more traps. But if it's after that, I'm just going to give up, and like me and the bugs are going to be one. We're going to be a family. That's it. They want to live in my dishwasher? Cool. Fuck it. I'm a bug guy now, I guess. As long as they don't like start crawling on me while I'm sleeping... If we could come up with some sort of pact, I'm fine with that. <clears throat> All right. This needs to be the end. Um, <laughs> thank you to Paradise Adele Boutique, as always, for sponsoring the podcast. I'm still eating Girl Scout cookies that they sent over. Got us, uh, me and Dom, each got a box of every Girl Scout cookie. So shout out to Paradise Adele Boutique for that. But of course, support them. They support the podcast. 130 West Osborne Road in Phoenix. Open seven days a week. Guys, tons of great giveaways. I tell you all the time, if you're not following them on Twitter, you're fucking up. At Paradise Adult AZ on Twitter. Give them a follow. They're giving out stuff. I keep seeing them posting stuff, giveaways. Check that out. Get something for yourself. Yourself. Get something for your girlfriend. Get surprise them. Mix things up. You know. Let your girlfriend. Let your boyfriend know that you know, you like to have some fun. That you like to keep things interesting. So go check them out. They make it very easy. One thirty West Osborne Road in Phoenix. Thank you, Paradise Adult Boutique, for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you guys for. Listening, for subscribing, for five-starring, for giving reviews. I've gotten a couple of reviews. You guys are awesome. But we still, again, there's so there's so many of you that I see listening and not writing reviews. Just do it. Take your friend's phone. Write a review on their phone. I don't care if they listen. Just make them subscribe. It's just a numbers game, people. 
If you're new, thank you for checking out the podcast. Tell a friend. We keep getting new listeners all over the place. It's very exciting. Um, and then, of course, uh, if you're listening this week, February 22nd, we'll be back over at Zia. So make sure you come hang out with me and Dom over at Zia. Jeremy is dead to us, at least to me. <laughs> we'll discuss why and all, everything else on the, the Zia episode. Um, quickest downloaded episode by far. You guys were excited about the Z episode. It was cool. Um, I try and keep a track on, you know, how many downloads we get, like in the first couple hours and the first day. And you guys blew me away with that Z episode. So keep supporting that. Those are fun. Uh, you know, I'm trying to do some fun stuff on those episodes. Uh, so that'll be back. Yeah, we'll be at Zia on Mill Avenue. Same deal on the 22nd of this month. So make sure you support that. Support Zia. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Thanks for listening. I had a crazy dinner meeting tonight, um, and I'm there's a good chance I'm going to get to do some really cool stuff here pretty soon, and a big part of why I get to, to do it is because of this podcast, so I'm excited to share more when I can. Thank you for listening, of course, and uh, I'm going to play some music here for uh, from uh, Pine Grove, so check this out. Obviously, if you like more, uh, listen to more of their music. They're, uh, you know... They're a, they're a lovely band, and I think you'll enjoy them. All right, goodbye. Walking outside, labyrinthian over cracks along under the trees. I know this town grounded in a compass, cardinal landing in the dogwood. I keep going over it over and over. My steps iterate my shame. How come every outcome such come down? Lately afternoon with the shades drawn down Kept saying I just wanna see it Saying what's wrong with that Needle shaking outlines in a compass Every outcome such come down I knew it when I saw it
solipsistic moods I should call my parents when I think of them Should tell my friends when I love them Maybe I should have gone out a bit more When you guys are still in town